Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. (laughs) That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of DC Crossover. It's number 116. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. And uh, we are glad to be here yet again for the offseason as the... Show rolls on without, you know, we talk about this a few weeks back that um, with no D.C. teams playing in the Stanley Cup or finals or NBA finals or things like that, the only D.C. sports thing going on right now is the Washington Nationals who stink. So that's why we're doing the <laughs> offseason where we'll mix in some other topics. We got some uh, food topics today. Last week we did one of our first drafts of the summer. Uh, The Disney Pixar animated movie draft. We're going to be rotating those in probably every other episode or so. So there should be a draft next week. We'll let you know what that's going to be when when it's time to do it. Um, But got some good feedback. Got some good feedback. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's about getting the people talking, Mike. And the people were definitely (laughs) talking about Disney Pixar animated movie draft. So if you didn't check out that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, Follow the show on uh, Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Follow the TikTok DC Crossover podcast. Uh, And that's really pretty much it as far as where to find the show. So I ended up up putting a poll on TikTok. Oh, Uh, nice. Okay. And it did get... In the double digits for votes. Wow, that's more um, than we get on Twitter. We don't get that much traction on Twitter, so I'll take it. I, th- I think, honestly, I think Twitter going into social media talk, I think Twitter is kind of going out. I mean, Twitter yeah. is more so for just like rants and stuff like that. People don't go on there for fun. They go on there because they're pissed, or they go on there because they want to see someone else be pissed for them, or yeah. whatever it may be. But that's what I'm saying. Is like TikTok, man, TikTok is where it's at because I literally put a poll on there. Now, I would say it's unofficial because we did have extracurricular, you know, votes uh, for when it comes down to our movie thing. Because I had a lot of people texting me about, uh, you know, the picture that I sent out and stuff like that. Right, right. right. That that are not on TikTok. But for TikTok, we did have. Uh, let's see here. I think we had about. Hold on one second. Let's see. I think we had. Let's click on it. 
We had 19 votes. Oh, 19. Wow. Okay. 19 votes, which is which is not bad. Not bad for, you know, I, I only did it. I only think I put it up there like two days ago. Right, right. Um, and 19 votes, and you had 10, and I had 9. Nice. I mean, it was so, close. Yeah. Everything we were hearing from people, and that's the funny thing. When you're doing a draft with just two people, like, <laughs> it's going to be pretty close a lot of the time, and I feel like it usually is with us. Now, we do want to definitely work in maybe a third, like a special guest and things like that for some of the drafts, and I think uh, we have some of those possible plans in the works for some future drafts um, because it would be nice to get a third person in there to eliminate some of the uh, possible options and things like that, and, and, and it could get interesting. But for now, right, Mike and right. I just put together powerhouse teams. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's we really need add, what we, we need to add somebody in there, man. We need to add like – uh, special guest here or there. And I know we talked about it, but we need to add somebody in there, just yeah, like that's you what said. I'm saying. Yeah. And if we add somebody in there, then it kind of mixes it up because then we don't get, you know, Lion King in the third round or something right. like that. You, right, you know? right. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, it's like getting Bryce Harper in the third round. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We're going to definitely, and we've talked about it. So, you know, look forward for that for the future. And this offseason stuff is going to be going for the next few months. So, uh, we'll definitely be having some, some more drafts ahead. A lot, uh, a lot to do with that. And we have a very fun show planned out today. A lot of food talk coming later. But we are going to just go ahead and hit the rewind machine right off the bat, give you a quick look back at the previous week in D.C. sports, and not a lot to talk about here because it's basically all Washington Nationals. Uh, the current record now, 23-39, and 39, last place in the NL East. Tuesday, loss to the Marlins, 12-2. Jazz Chisholm, my boy, I, I, meant, I remember saying on this show like two years ago, watch out for Jazz Chisholm. He's, he's electric. Two bombs, including a grand slam, six RBI in this one. Yoana uh, Doan gives up eight earned runs in three innings. Again, this guy was not supposed to be in the bigs. He's in the bigs, and he's just struggling. Wednesday, lost to the Marlins 2-1 in 10 innings. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, another stud on that Marlins team, throws nine scoreless innings. Uh, Jesus Aguilar hits the game-winning single. Uh, Thursday, Nats lose to the Marlins again. A rough series, 7-4. Strauss did return. We did have the return of Steven Strasburg, who gave up seven earned runs and four and two-thirds. And now, uh, as the news broke today, he's getting another MRI and likely will be shut down again. I mean, uh, that's that's <laughs> what it's looking like. Uh, Friday, the Nets did beat the Brewers 11-5. Josh Bell and Kbert Ruiz go back-to-back. Fetty throws a good game, five and two-thirds, allows three earned runs. Saturday, beat the Brewers again. And a fun one in this one, Soto, Cruz, and Bell back-to-back-to-back home runs. Reminds me of the game of that 2019 season where the Nats hit four home runs in a row, I believe. Uh, you had like Turner and Rendon. All those guys all hit bombs. It was awesome. Yeah. Patrick Corbin throws six, uh, six innings, allows four and runs. Not a bad day for him. And then Sunday, lost to the Brewers 4-1 to one in, a, in a close one for most of the game. And then uh, not much else. I mean, DC United, again, their next game will be this Saturday against Chicago. Uh, but besides that, and then there is talk about, of course, Terry McLaurin uh, holding out, wants that money, as he should. He should uh, get that money. He deserves yep. it. I mean, he is, like, the only electric player on this team at this point. So it's <laughs> like, let's uh, let's sign, you know, got to sign that man. You got to give him some money. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Are you, are you, because some people, so when, when you hear these stories of, like, guys, like, holding out and, like, sitting out and stuff, um, I feel like there is a contingent of people, and it's mainly just idiots on Twitter. Or, uh, I mean, it depends on how you think about this. I, I guess if you're an Indian or not, but um, you know, who like get mad at players for doing that, um, who are like, "Hey, you're you're 
you know, you should be out there busting your butt, uh, you know, instead of sitting on the sideline waiting to get a higher paycheck and stuff like that. Uh, what do you think when, when, when news comes out and guys are like taking a seat and not participating in some of this? I mean, obviously it's way early here in the summertime. Um, but still, this is, a, this is a story. This is one of the few stories we have in football right now. Right. The, the biggest thing that I look at when it comes to people sitting out is it's a different type of business than every right. other type of workplace. Because every type of workplace, if I don't show up to school, then they're like, all right, we'll just take off your leave and then you get fired. Right, you know, right, right. if you don't if you don't show up to work. They're gonna say, uh, "Ben, uh, where you been?" I don't know. And, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they went, they went <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know this guy worked here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, we're paying him. Yeah. It's like the office space when they put uh, Milton down in the, in the boiler room. That's me. Uh, I'm a stapler. <laughs> but that's the thing is, it's a different type of business, and people look at it as it's another type of work job. It's like a, it's like you're working construction or you're working, uh, you know, an office job or whatever. It's not the same. It's different because you're under contract and they can't fire you for sitting out. Right. Like you, you have contingencies in your contract, things you have to show up for, things you don't have to show up for that are voluntary, different things of that nature to the point where I'm on the camp or I'm more so on the fence for the most part because, yes, I believe you should show up to work. Sure. You have a contract. I believe that, you know, you're obligated to go to that uh, that workplace. You're obligated to go to that team. But I also believe in the same aspect, they have these contingencies, like I said, in their contract where they don't have to show up to there. If they are a pro bowl and they're getting paid nubs money, why do they have to show up? Now, like I said, on the fence, because I still believe in the uh, work ethic type of mentality where you have to show up for work and different things like that. But I also show up, or I also believe in the, the sole fact that you have to go into a contract status or go into a contract signing knowing what you're obligated to do and what you're not obligated to do and going into these trainings and these uh, camps and different things like that if terry mclaurin wants to be around and not participate and get injured or something like that fine by me do that as long as you're with the team that's all that matters now certain players when they go and sit it in florida or something like that when they're you know they're playing for the I don't know, playing for the Falcons or something like that when they're in a whole different state or a whole different you know area of the country. That's what I have a problem with because I believe they should be around the team because right. that's more so of a selfish thing in my opinion. But if you're working out, if you're doing things to keep yourself in shape and different things like that rather than just you know uh, not showing up and going doing whatever you want to do, then that's that that's okay with me. But at the same time, when it comes down to like some someone like Terry McLaurin, who everyone knows he's a team player, he's this, he's that, all these great things that surround him, I don't really have a problem with it because this is on the team, the team that screwed up a lot of different things. So they have to go out there, they have to find a way to sign him to a deal that's, uh, I guess you could say, uh, workable for both sides uh, and and acceptable for both sides and try to you know work something out because this guy has been a team player since he got here he was a third round pick he's made his 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 you know presence known and he's put his stamp on this city so I believe that in general I'm on the fence when it comes to both sides of should I show up or should I don't uh, to hold out but at the same time in this case I believe that he's he's done enough to warrant maybe sitting out for a little while just to get that new contract so he stays healthy and makes sure that he is uh he, he's ready to go for the season the mini camp kicks off tomorrow and runs through thursday uh if he misses all three days he could be fined up to ninety three thousand uh, dollars and again they're working on that contract because right now 
He's entering his fourth and final year of his rookie deal. $2.79 million base salary. Obviously, <laughs> way low. Getting a getting a quite a deal on that. Uh, not I think only, the high, I, think, I think the highest right now is like twenty one million or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, so this is well below market value. Uh, and now, 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 question for you: yeah. Do you think that he should get? Probably, I would say. I'll, do you think that Terry McLaurin should get close to twenty million dollars? Yeah, I think he should. He he deserves. I mean, as as much as you can give him at this point, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's that type of player. I mean, hundred because you should you should go down the list, like right. go down the list of the guys that are getting paid the most money. Like, and that's the biggest thing is when you're comparing some of these players. The biggest thing is, is he as good as this player? Is he as good as that player? Because I mean, when you're looking at the salaries, it's it's kind of funny to me because some of these players obviously are making tons of money, but he's he's not producing as much as those type of guys. Yeah, here's 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 some names. Um, you know, obviously the the guy getting the most uh, per year is Tyreek Hill, thirty million dollars, right. and then on, underneath him you got Devontae Adams uh, at twenty eight, DeAndre Hopkins twenty seven point two, Cooper Cup twenty six point seven, AJ Brown twenty five. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 24, and then you get down to like the 20. So DJ Moore, 20.6, Keenan Allen, 20, Mike Williams, 20, Amari Cooper, 20, Godwin, 20. Sweet spot, 21 million, dude. Sweet yeah. spot, 21. That means you're under Stephon Diggs, you're under Cooper Cup, Hopkins, all that. Now, AJ Brown, I think he's way overpaid, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. I think, yes. I think, I think he yes. gets hurt way too much, stuff like that. But you're looking at Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a pretty damn good receiver. Mike Williams, they overpaid him a lot. Let's be honest here. 25,000 is the difference between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That's terrible. Uh, Amari Cooper, eh. Chris Godwin, he's a number two receiver. Let's be honest here. But you're looking at it and just saying, in this sense, 21.5 is probably the sweet spot. Right. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, he's definitely better than Kenny Galladay and Christian Kirk, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's, he's he's in a higher class than those guys. And I think he is in that... DJ Moore, Keenan Allen class, like you're saying. I think that's where he is. He's not quite at DeAndre Hopkins level yet. Mm-hmm. Could he get there for sure? I mean, you know, but right now, yeah, he's not there. I, I guess my only thing with this that I feel like it's not that big of a deal because it's three days, but I do worry a little bit about building chemistry with, with Wentz and like missing out on an opportunity True. to True. do that. Now, if he's still there, uh, I don't know how this all works. I don't know if he's just going to show up and not do anything or if he's just going to not show up entirely. I guess we won't really know till tomorrow. But, right. um, you know, if he's still there and he's not working, obviously he'll still be able to connect with Carson and talk and all that sort of stuff. And um, But I guess the argument that on, on the other side of that is McLaurin has <laughs> – here's a list of all the quarterbacks McLaurin's had to catch passes from for the last three years and still put up crazy numbers. Heineke. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Case Keenum, and Colt McCoy. I mean, so he – it's not like – Timing's not a huge thing with him right now. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a huge deal. I think this is going to be a talking point on, like, local radio for right now because there's nothing else to talk about. Um, right. But, yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens there. Definitely. But, I mean, but, you're, but you're looking at him – I mean, I don't know exactly what age he is. I believe he's, like, 25, 26, somewhere in the middle there. Um, so, because yeah. he didn't get drafted too long ago, and he wasn't that old. Draft. How old is he right now? Uh, he is age. Where's age? Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, I, I thought it was mid twenties. So that's the biggest thing. You're looking at other twenty mid twenties. Your mid twenty year olds. DJ Moore twenty point six. AJ Brown twenty five even. So you're looking at it right there. 
AJ Brown, like we said, Tr- overpaid. AJ Brown, man, got the bag. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that's just nuts. I mean, like I said, for a guy that, that gets hurt all the time, it's hilarious. And I, and honestly, I think when you're looking at the whole entire situation with the Titans, I bet, I bet the Titans were like, this guy gets hurt way too much. Like, yeah. let's put the reset button on that. But at the, at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, he, he's better than some of these guys. Now, a guy like, for instance, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is really good, 16.5. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay was good in the Lions, and then all of a sudden he went to the Giants yeah. and sucked. Uh, but you're looking at some of these players that are getting paid a certain amount of money. I think he's that type of player that would give you a slight uh, discount just to build around him, uh, but also he's going to get you know what he deserves. And if he can get top 10 money, now he's not going to get Tyreek Hill money, He's not going to get Devontae Adams, nor are is he those type of players. But, you know, you're looking at uh, a Cooper Cup. He's entering uh, his season. He's about to turn 30 here soon, okay? He did, you know, a ton of work this past season. I mean, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I think it was leading in uh, touchdowns and, re- and uh, receiving yards. Uh, maybe receptions, too. I forgot exactly what it was. But, like, the thing about it is, is you have three, maybe four years younger than him. So, it's like you're, you're looking at it and saying, this guy is young. If you can sign him for a seven million or seven year deal, you know, worth this amount of money, you know the price is gonna go up eventually. But if you can get him for a decent deal right now, that's gonna save you from breaking the bank and also uh giving him what he's worth, which is I mean, because the problem is I see this team going out there and signing him for like thirty three million dollars a year, which is gonna be ridiculous because he's not better than Devontae Adams. I'm I'm just saying that right now. Devontae Adams has been proven year in year out. Yeah, he had Aaron Rodgers, but this guy was a monster his rookie year. It was, right. it was crazy. Right. So you're looking at it and just saying, he's he's better than a DJ Moore, I think. He's more reliable uh, than a A.J. Brown. He's he's right in that wheelhouse that we just mm-hmm. talked about. And if you can get him uh, uh, in between DJ Moore and Stephon Diggs, that, that's going to be perfect. And I think he should be happy with that because, first of all, 20-plus million, 20 million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But also for the sole fact that in today's age, yeah, salary cap keeps going up, but you need to make sure you have money for other players. And right now, yeah, if Carson stays there, if he doesn't stay there, depending on what happens this year, they might have some more cap space. But at the same time, it's like I I, I do take offense to certain guys that take a ton of money that are like, oh, I want to be the top paid guy because I want to make this, I want to make that. Like that's fine, but. Uh, it's, I mean, you go out there and you do your thing. What does a team do? Go three and thirteen or three and fourteen <laughs> yeah, nowadays? Like matter, you, yeah. you got to make sure that you actually, if you want to have a team aspect, if you care about anybody but yourself, you got to go out there and have a team friendly deal that actually makes sense for you. Know that you're not the best player at your position. Know that you're not worth thirty three million dollars, even though your ego might be huge. And I'm not saying that's Terry McLaurin, but what I'm saying is. I think he's the type of player, which we've seen year in, year out, that could give you that team-friendly deal, but also make sure that he gets the money that he deserves. And the nice thing with Terry is he, he at least how it seems the past few years, is there really hasn't been a lot of drama with Terry. You know, like he's yeah, not yeah. one of those guys that's going to be talking to the media, saying outlandish things or going at ownership or whatever. Like he's a pretty quiet guy and just goes about his business and does obviously a tremendous job. So top 10 wide receiver, he deserves top 10 money. Uh, does he, yep. but like you said, it's not, uh, not 30 something. Mo- I mean, again, 20, 21, something in that range, I think makes total sense. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent there. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, we're going to move into our off season topic here, uh, as we welcome in the experts, which is where Mike and I are. This is, uh, we're food experts as you guys who've listened to the show know, and that means our word is fact at this point. We know everything there is to know about food. 
and we will show that off again yet today as we will give you the top five foods for the rest of your life. Everyone knows that this scenario, they've been asked this question a million times. It's, sometimes it's one of those awkward first date questions where you're like, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, well, what are you be? taking to dinner? You know, yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or like, yeah, what three people, dead or alive, could you take down to dinner? It's, it's one of those types of questions. By the but, way, why, why, do, why do people always say in that situation, why do they always, why do they always say, oh, uh, I picked George Washington? Why, why the hell would you well, yeah, pick George that's, Washington? That's a boring guy. Yeah, you don't want Like, come on, pick someone like, you know, like John Daly. Yeah, like, pick some, yeah, some, some stores. Be great. No, I, I, and we, we should do that. Uh, we should do that. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe, maybe one of the one of the segments we'll do this summer. We'll do a <laughs> dinner table. Like yeah, that's right. Dinner, dinner table in. meal. Yeah, we'll do that. Either a draft or a different version of it. But so what we're going to be doing today is we are going to be putting together the definitive top five favorite foods before you die, or one food the rest of your life, whatever, however you want to uh, phrase it. Um, right. Well, actually, that is the distinction. The distinction is <laughs> you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, and this is it. Now, I did pull a list from Ranker.com that has that can kind of get the party started a little bit because it does have um, some rankings because people can anybody can go and just click up or down on these and it forms the rankings. Um, and so, but we're going to put together the definitive five top five. So we'll start with their list though. At the number one slot here, they have pizza. They have pizza at number one, which I feel like will be in our top five. I feel yes. like pizza, it's one of those foods where it's like, I mean, it's good for any meal. I mean, you, you eat pizza in the morning, like the next morning after a night drinking, you got leftover pizza in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it tastes good cold, like first thing in the morning or whatever. You've got, you know, obviously for lunch, for dinner, of course. Uh, I mean, the, one of my favorite times to eat pizza was always drunk in college. You order Domino's or Papa John's or whatever. Yep. I remember five, five, five deal. there were so many times where we were just drunk out of our minds and we would call Domino's and then like halfway through calling, like being on the phone with them, like forgetting that we were even on the phone with them and we would just continue <laughs> what we were doing. And then you hear a guy on the other end like, hello, like, hello, like what, where am I? I remember one of the biggest tragedies <laughs> of my <is> life <laughs> happened once where I ordered pizza online I waited for like two hours and never came. And then I called the place and they were like, and apparently I had entered in my phone number wrong on the online thing. And so they've been calling a, a different number and they've been waiting outside to give a pizza. And then they just went, turned back around. I was, I almost cried at that moment. So pizza <laughs> means a lot to a lot of people. I think I'm, I'm not going to say where we're going to put it yet, but I think pizza yes. has got to be in our top five. Would you agree? Uh -huh. I would, I would agree. The only knock I have on pizza in general, uh, and I'm not going to get too, too into this, is the sole fact that if you get specialty pizza, that is when all of a sudden it becomes bad when it gets sure. cold. Sure. Like you, you, you can't reheat, uh, you know, a wood-fired pizza that's kind of thin and stuff like that. Because then when it gets cold, it's like, I mean, I got a margarita stuff. pizza one time. And it was, it was, I mean, it's beautiful when it comes out and everything like that. But then all of a sudden you put it in the fridge and then you take it out the next day and it's like, it's hard to break off to like one another. The tomatoes get really t like, uh, like thick and hard too. Well, I don't do the tomato bit. I'm not okay. a big tomato guy, okay. but I'm talking about like the margarita pizza that has the basil and the sure. mozzarella on okay. there and stuff like that. But like that kind of stuff when it's thin and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, it's like, like 
Domino's or Papa John's. Okay, sure, I can eat that cold, whatever. But when it's like a specialty pizza from a nice oven and different things like right. that, a wood fire, they're throwing sticks in there and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Like that's when it, it it comes a little bit bad. Yeah. But at the same time, I would say pizza would definitely pizza will be definitely there. be in there. Uh, all right. So for number two on their list, they have and again, this is foods that you can only eat this food the rest of your life. Number two on the list, they have Chinese food. Now this could be interesting because Chinese food is so broad. Where it's like, I feel like that means that you could try different things from the Chinese food menu in a way. Where it's right. like, like you could have one night you could have sweet and sour chicken, the other night you could have you know crispy beef or whatever. I mean, you could like mix it up, but it has to be Chinese food. That's the only thing that I think could possibly work with this. But I, for me, Chinese food is always one of those things where I almost never eat it. Until there's a weekend where, like, let's say my wife's out of town or something and I'm here by myself. It's like, right. I just order a bunch of Chinese food and then you just kind of eat that through that the, the whole weekend or whatever. I mean, yeah. besides that, I mean, Chinese food is not really a, a go-to for me, you know? Yeah, Chinese food is definitely... Now, I, I don't know if we want to put a stipulation on this of how we're actually going to rank these because of the sole fact that, like you said, Chinese food, it's a very big umbrella. Very, very, very big umbrella to the point where when you say pizza... What kind of pizza are we talking about? We were talking about regular cheese. We're right, talking right, about meat right. lovers. We're talking about whatever. So it's like when it comes down to that, I think that we should just use the umbrella mm-hmm. under this. I agree. Like, yeah. Like, like you could have pepperoni. You, so rega- you have to have pizza, for example, but you don't have to just have cheese pizza every meal. You could mix it up. Pepperoni, yeah. meat lovers, whatever. But it has to be right. pizza. Pizza. Yeah. So I, I agree, though. Chinese food is it's not it's not a go-to. It's more so like a... Like, like you said, like, uh, you know, I'm kind of lazy right now and pizza is going to take too long. Let me get Chinese food so they can whip it up here in, in, in five, ten minutes right, and then right. they deliver it or whatever. I think yeah. I, I think it's all right, but it's not. Ugh. I'd leave it out of our top five for sure. Um, next up is burgers. Now, specifically cheeseburgers on this list. Now, this one is kind of, I, I this one has a chance, I feel like, because and it's funny. I don't really even get burgers that often. You know, like I like. I like chicken sandwiches more. I like tenders, nuggets, all of those. I don't really get a big, you know, a burger that often, but I love burgers. Like, I could eat, I don't know, but that's the problem is, Mike, I don't know if I want to put this in our top five. It's tough because you look at going to a restaurant. Picture this. You go to a restaurant and you look at their menu and you're like, you know, it's, it's like going to Outback and saying, uh, oh, can I get the cheeseburger, please? It's like you go to Outback, a steakhouse to get a steak. Right. You go to a steakhouse to get a baked potato and something else. Or you don't go to a, a regular restaurant and say, my first thought is getting a cheeseburger. Because that's the difference is that a lot of the fast food restaurants and a lot of the Chipotle Five Guys type restaurants, like the In-N-Out's type things. Yeah. Not not the In-N-Out restaurant, but you know what I'm talking about. Like those those quick ones are mainly burgers because mm-hmm. they corner that market. You know, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Five Guys, you know, you have uh, Sonic. You have all these different places that, that Roy Rogers, they, they always have burgers. They always have burgers because burgers is easy to make. And it's not like you go to, like I said, a, a restaurant and say, I want the cheeseburger, please. Like, because it's, it's not like a fancy food. It's more so like, like, like we said before, a right. barbecue food, uh, something, oh, let me go whip on the grill and throw some burgers on, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's more something like that. You know, it's not like a, oh, let me sit down and enjoy this nice pizza or enjoy this. It's oh, burgers. It's like a classic thing that you can easily make in, in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it, and you could do different things with it. I mean, you could do like a breakfast burger where you're making a burger, but you throw some eggs on there or yeah, whatever, yeah, or yeah. And bacon. And 
I mean, there's a lot of different things you could do with it. I'd say it's a maybe right now, probably in our in our. It's on the cusp. It's, it's on, on the cusp. cusp. Uh, so I'm gonna bounce around a little bit, and I'm gonna throw some at you that you know are further down on the list. But I want to curious if you think mac and cheese is one that I feel like could be potentially in the five. I feel like mac and cheese is one of those things where it's like whether it's in the box or it's like you, you're at a restaurant and it's like a nice side of mac and cheese or whatever. I feel like. I've never been let down by mac and cheese. Like, I've never really had... Even the worst mac and cheese is still pretty good, you know? Like, yeah. like that Pop Bellies, like, 1045 mac and cheese where you know it's, like, leftover from the previous day and it's disgusting. Yeah. It's like, I still like it, man. I still get it. And it's like, I'll eat it. I mean, it's just che- melted cheese and, like, pasta shells. It's not... Uh, and then there's right. the ones that really elevate it, where you get the mac and cheese, where it's got like different stuff in it, like you throw meat in there or hot sauce in there or whatever, buffalo chicken mac. I mean, all that sort of stuff. So, I feel like mac and cheese might be might be in the running here. Yeah, if if you want to leave it as mac and cheese for the yeah. umbrella, and then have toppings and stuff like that in there, okay, hundred percent, hundred percent, I would put it in there. Yeah. The only problem that is is mac and cheese with just like say condiments, like hot sauce and stuff like that. That would be a, yeah. a eh, kind of thing for me because it's like cheese noodle, cheese noodle, cheese yeah. noodle. It's like, okay, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But for the rest of my life, you know, it's like uh, it's breakfast, be, it's, lunch, it's, and dinner. <laughs> Just yeah, mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, it's 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 we'll something say, that we'll, I'd be. We'll say because we'll, it's our game. We'll say you can throw in some different toppings here and there. Like you can throw in some meats or things like that. Like yeah. whatever you know to small mix it up things. a bit. Small but small things. The majority small of additives, the meal additives, exactly, additives additives. But the majority of the meal has to be the mac and cheese for sure. Um, so we'll definitely put there. What do you think about uh, tacos? Tacos. Uh, I would. There's so many be... different types of tacos. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, tacos. Be... All that stuff. I'd be more in favor of burritos. I do love All burritos right, let's put, more. Let's put burritos in there. So burritos, because, because bur- yeah, burritos, it's like literally, it's it's a lot less messy, and it's also, you could pack so much oh, into yeah. a burrito and then wrap it. When you a taco, make, you call anything a burrito, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Food I, I, is I, in the tortilla. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Literally over the last year and a half, I usually get a tortilla or something like that. I have these bigger bowls. I put the tortilla down, and I whatever I make for dinner, I just throw it in the tortilla. Yeah. And at the very end of the meal, right. I after I'm done eating out of the tortilla, I just make the tortilla into a burrito and eat the rest. That's, I mean, I oh, it's glorious. Oh, man, it's great. That's why you're an expert here. And no, oh, I think burritos straight. have to be in there because, yeah, breakfast you, breakfast burritos are yep. classic. Uh, and then, like, lunch and dinner, you can mix it up. Like, lunch, if you want to keep it a little bit lighter, you can have, like, Stay you know, chicken. lettuce in there or whatever, like, with, with your meat. And then, like, dinner, you could really pack it out. I used to be strictly a, a bowl guy at Chipotle, and I've been a burrito guy now for th- three months. I got a bone uh, to pick with Chipotle. Well, yeah, tr- trust me, I'm not. I, I was a fan of a long time. I'm, they, they've kind of gone downhill a little bit for me, um, but I was a burrito bowl guy for like five straight years, every single right. Friday, and now I've switched over. I am a burrito guy now. Ooh, from the dark side. Okay, Anakin. Burrito guy. Hey, what about spaghetti? So spaghetti. this is interesting because I wonder. If we can get away with the pasta umbrella, where you can mix it up with like fettuccine alfredo, spaghetti, but what, I, it has to be a pasta dish, or if we have to just go straight up spaghetti. I would say it has to be spaghetti. We'll say spaghetti and meatballs with an additive of whatever sauce you like. But sure. obviously, okay. obviously, more more so, it's going to be like meat sauce like that. Right, right. But because fettuccine. Because you, you can call it like fettuccine alfredo and stuff like that, but that's right. not spaghetti. Spaghetti is more so the the 
what right, do they right. call the, the spherical noodles? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the hell you would call them. Uh, like angel hair pasta, stuff like that. But it's like fettuccine is all spaghetti, over there. man. I mean, when I was a really picky eater back in the day, like, I, I swear, like, I would have spaghetti, like, every day. Like, it Dude, was literally just all oh I ate for God. so long. <laughs> I, got a, I got a funny story. So I was over at my buddy's house the other day, and apparently his kids are semi-picky. And he opened up his pantry, and I looked over there, and I was like, I've never seen so much pasta in my life. There was literally at least 12 boxes of pasta. That's hilarious. I, looked, I said, dude, you got enough pasta in there? And he's like, That's my, my kids love it. And I'm, I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever oh, yeah, floats dude. your boat, man. I mean. Boil up that water. Uh, you know, Lucy, she'll eat anything that has, like, bread and cheese. So, like, grilled cheese, quesadilla, pizza. She's into it. And then chicken nuggets. I mean, almost every night. It's almost almost every night is chicken nuggets. I got bags <laughs> and bags of frozen nuggets in the fridge, in the freezer. Uh, and, yeah, kids, man. Because that's the thing. When you have kids, it's like if you find something that they like to eat, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to give you this for, like, every meal <laughs> because I know you're going to be happy with it. Oh, uh, I throw this in the oven? That's all I have to do. I think okay, spaghetti – I think spaghetti – I'm fine with this because, like I said, I I was devour. I was a spaghetti head back in the day. I was eating spaghetti left and right, and even to this day, like you go to a really good Italian restaurant. I'm telling you, like you you think it's like, like you think it's like low brow or something, but you go into a really good Italian restaurant and you get spaghetti. Yeah. Like sometimes it's the best thing that they make there, like because it's homemade noodles and they do all that stuff. It's like spaghetti, and you, I'm I've had spaghetti at like nine in the morning before. For sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sure. I mean, oh, there's yeah, some there's mornings the, where you go in the fridge and you're like, man, I, I don't have anything breakfast wise, but I do have this leftover spaghetti. I'm just gonna throw it in a bowl, throw some parm cheese on it, and eat it at nine o'clock a.m. Man. I, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna say that I have not in my life, quote unquote, uh, boiled up pasta at like ten a.m. Yeah. because I had nothing else in my fridge or anything like that, mm -hmm. and I just sat there and ate a bowl of pasta at like noon. There was there oh. was a time in high school. Where almost every single day after high school, getting home at like three o'clock or whatever, I would go and boil up a, a, like a whole box of spaghetti and just sit there and eat it at like three p.m. My parents <laughs> would get home and be like, "All right, uh, we're making dinner." I'd be like, "I'm I'm full. I'm good. I, <laughs> I'm fine. Don't I, I, worry I had about three me." Three bowls of spaghetti. Um, <laughs> so I think we have a really solid four right now. Now the real question is going to be: So right now we have pizza, mac and cheese, burritos, and spaghetti. With burgers kind of on the honorable mention side of things. We have I to now. Write, I gotta write these down. Yeah, yeah. I got it typed up too. Uh, pizza, mac and cheese, burritos, and spaghetti. We have to now figure out who is occupies the fifth spot in the list here. And and I think there's a couple different ways you can go with this. And I'm gonna throw just some options at you and see see what you think here. Hit me. So there's like, you could say like chicken tenders slash nuggets. You could say like that realm. You could go chicken sandwiches like as a whole like the actual sandwiches like woo boy or, or even just regular like you know chicken sandwiches um okay. you could go fried chicken like where we're talking you know drumsticks and things like that you could go grilled cheese is on the list for sure you could go pe peanut butter and jelly is an interesting one for me because i could eat i mean peanut butter and jelly is always one of those things where it's like yeah i could eat a P pb and j like i uh, like I would never not eat a pe peanut butter and jelly if it was put in front of me. Now, would I want to eat it every day for the rest of my life? I don't know. And then there's like, you could think like steaks. Ste if you had a steak for every meal, I mean, you would die very quickly. Because <laughs> I, like, yeah, I feel like your heart can't take that much red meat. Right. Uh, and then another one that kind of hit me is like breakfast food, like pancakes. I mean, I love pancakes. Right. But could I eat them for every meal? I don't know. This is tough trying to figure out who occupies the fifth spot here. 
You know, the the one that's popping out to me the most, I think, would have to be grilled cheese. Because grilled cheese, you think about it this way. I love cheese. Oh, yeah. And if you can make any type of cheese, it has to be a grilled cheese centric. Mm-hmm. But you could use any type of cheese. You could throw pepper jack in there. You could throw cheddar. Oh, yeah. You could throw... Monster. Uh, yeah, Munster. You know, and, and it's just like... Provolone. You're, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what else? Is that? So what my homemade uh, grilled cheese... <laughs> so here's what you do. Here, I'm going to give you a quick, quick tutorial on the best homemade uh, grilled cheese here. All right. So here's what you do. First off, you want to buy sourdough bread. Sourdough bread makes the best grilled cheese. You buy sourdough bread, and then what you do is you butter both sides of the bread. Both sides of the yep. bread. Yep. And you put a little bit of butter in the pan as well. And then you put the bread down in the pan, let it start you know, sizzling and things like that. You lay... Two types of cheese. I go cheddar and I go provolone. And I give a slice of each. I usually go cheddar, provolone, cheddar. I kind of put the provolone in the middle. And then you butter both sides of the other piece of bread. You put that on top. You push it down with your hand. Let it really get in there. Get that one side. Kind of make sure the cheese is melting. You flip it, all that stuff. I'm telling you, man, I love, I love a good grilled cheese. And like you said, you can mix it up with different cheeses. You could throw bacon in there. You could throw... Ham and oh yeah, ham, make a nice little uh, ham and uh, cheese uh, action. Uh. <laughs> and I feel like, of all the sandwiches, even though I will say I, I would put PB and J as an honorable mention. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think a grilled cheese might. might Everyone be loves it. cheese. Everyone loves cheese. And like you said, you can switch it up with the different types of cheeses. The additives in there, like we said, ham slices yeah. or bacon or something else. Uh, you know, you're just yeah. looking at it and saying, man, this is great. My Graham used to always make the best grilled cheese in the world where she would literally, like you said, butter both sides of the bread, put some butter in the pan, melt the cheeses, put a little extra cheese in there. I mean, it was phenomenal. And that's the biggest thing. Have you ever had Spam? So I haven't, but I'm sure it's good. I mean, so Spam. So when I was in college, she sent me uh, this this gift box or whatever. Not really a gift box, like a to-go box or whatever. Gave me two case, two cans of Spam one time. Like we were saying, I was a Nubs college kid, and I was sitting there, didn't have anything in my, my fridge, didn't want to go out and get anything. And I said, well, I got these two cans of Spam. Called my grandma up said, how do I make this this stuff? <laughs> like an alien. Right. Uh, and she said, she said, literally, turn on a pan, spray some Pam in there just so it gets or put some butter in there, whatever. Put the Spam, cut it in slices because it comes in a big block. Right, right. Cut, right. It, cut it in slices, throw it in there, brown it on one side, turn it over, brown it on the other, put it in a sandwich. It's very, actually, very good. I mean, I've oh heard God. good things. Dude, I, it's a big thing. You got to, you got to try it. Hawaii loves spam. It is, I know it that. It is good. And it is good. With the grilled cheese, one other quick note is what you want to do is you also want to sprinkle a little bit of shredded cheese on the outside of the bread. Oh, so it yeah, a little melts, little crunch. Outside, yeah, crunch. yeah, not a bad thing. All right, grilled cheese. That's it. That's 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 gonna, it. That's, that's it. We're convinced ourselves. <laughs> so we have again. This is the definitive list. This is uh, any other list you find online. Doesn't matter. It looks like somebody put fruit on this list and salads. <laughs> like you're gonna be eating a salad for I'm somebody. Vegans. Just also, I, I really like that somebody just put bread on the list. Like <laughs> you just no nothing else with it. You're just literally eat a baguette. It's <laughs> a baguette every single meal. It'd be pretty incredible. Ice cream is on this list as well. It's like man, you get so sick of ice cream though. If you, I mean, that's the whole thing they say. Like my mom used to work in an ice cream shop, and she said like on your first day they let you eat as much ice cream as you want from any. You know, when when you're there, and then like after you do that, you're like, I don't want to steal any ice cream because I, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> um, so the definitive list is pizza, mac and cheese, burritos, spaghetti, and grilled cheese. These are the five foods. If you could only eat one food for the rest of the life, rest of your life, it would be one of those foods. I we, just ranked mine, by the way. Oh yeah, it's true. I, I I'd be interested to know your rankings for, of this of those five. Okay, so out of those five. Yeah. Uh, so you can do it too. 
Out of those five, my number one is spaghetti. I love me some okay. spaghetti. Okay. Okay, because if you got some spaghetti, maybe a couple of meatballs on there, some meat sauce, dump a truckload of Parmesan oh, cheese on that yeah. thing because it makes it so much better. Um, unbelievable. Great, great. Love it. I can Are you one of those guys, and this is what I do, is we're like, I need the Parmesan thing right by my bowl because I know I put some at the top at the beginning, but I'm refilling it almost after every bite. I'm putting more cheese on there. <laughs> I So so here, here's, the, here's the ticket. What I do is I scoop it in. I make one scoop and then maybe another smaller scoop, yeah. Parmesan cheese on it. Then I put one more yeah. scoop, maybe yeah. another small scoop, Parmesan cheese on <laughs> right, it, and then right. I put the sauce on top, and then a I mix it layering. in the sauce. Layering. Yep. I got a layer. It's like a, it's like a layered cake. Like a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second one is the za. I love me some pizza. Uh, obviously, that's the number one on here, but I think pizza, like I said, the knock on it, spaghetti, you can eat it pretty much cold, stuff like that, different mm-hmm. things like that. Pizza, you can too, but the specialty pizza, it's a knock for me. Number three, grilled cheese, like we just talked about. That's going up the list, apparently. Uh, and then four, some Mac. Five, the burritos. I can't even really argue with that uh, with that ranking. I mean, I could see myself with those rankings too, in that order. Honestly, like, yep. yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with it. And, and again, I <laughs> almost was this. I almost ate spaghetti every meal back in the day. So yeah, I, I could definitely be down with it. It's so good though. It's just so because yeah. there's so many different varieties under that spaghetti and meatball umbrella that you could do. Like we said. You could put Parmesan cheese on there. You could put meat sauce in there. You can go straight. You can go Alfredo sauce if you want to get wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they had vodka sauce that mm-hmm. as as well. I mean, there's so many different things you can do. And then it's just spaghetti. And spaghetti is just so good to the point where it's like you're not sitting there stuffing your face full of bread. Yeah, it's carbs. But at the same time, like when you think about it, if you sit there and stuff your face for a whole for you know a whole entire pie of pizza, you know, like me and you can do do in like ten seconds. Easily. You know, at the end you're like. I just ate a whole entire box of pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then, oh, yeah. and then, and then and it's, you don't think about that with pasta. You're like, man, I'm, I'm bloated right now. But then all of a sudden the next morning, you're like, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm ready to run a marathon. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you so do. Michael Scott did. We'll move on. Yeah. That's so funny. We're going to move on to the Sultan of Seltzers. Oh, Sol- got some new music. Sultan of Seltzer reviews. As the Sultan is entering the building here again, this is where, Mike the Sultan gives his, Cerrone the Sultan gives his reviews oh. of various seltzers here. Uh, previous seltzer ratings you had Three Birds, Hard Seltzer, Mango Lemonade, 7.6 out of 10. Smirnoff Pink Lemonade, 7.4 out of 10. Truly Kiwi Mojito style, Poolside Pack, 6.9 out of 10. We'll head into our fourth rating here as I welcome okay. in the Sultan. The Sultan is here. Hello, everybody. I don't know how to say hello in any other language. You don't want to. For... You don't want to put an accent on that. <laughs> Not in 2022. That's for sure. All right. Here. So I tried to wear a shirt that matched the can. Oh, you this did? Is yeah. Truly. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. Okay. Truly. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Classic lime margarita style. Truly so we're going with classic an... lime yep. margarita style. Okay. So I tried to go a little little classy in this one by going with the classic. Uh, and this is a another, I think it's another limited edition or a new edition. Um, so it's pretty nice. I tried to go with the lime because lime is like one of the most common seltzers you can find. Sure. Um, I was going to go with the, I think it was called chili or Chilean or something like that. Mango. But I'm trying to save that for another day because mango is like our, our go-to. Right. right. So I love mango. truly classic lime margarita style hard seltzer can. I love these cans. Solid so, can. Truly is just on point with their colors, vibrant, everything you want to say. 
uh, and they've got a nice little black tab on here, right. which makes it even like it doesn't clash at all. It makes it look nice. It's better than the silver it's one. A great it's, can. Can. it's a great lame. can. It's a great I'm can. I'm completely with you. So the Sultan is going to be taking some sips here. Again, truly tends to knock it out of the park when it comes to the seltzer game. Now, the, the Kiwi did not do great last week. Again, 6.9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. But that was the poolside pack. So this is a little bit. This is the margarita style this pack. This is margarita style pack here. Um, they're just loading everybody with seltzers nowadays. Right. So by the way, this is 5.3 percent alcohol. Okay. Usually they're five 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 zero. Right. Uh, so that's nice. So it's a little bit more bang for your buck. Uh, the initial taste, pretty good. Pretty good okay, initial taste. Okay. Yeah, you got to go back. Lime, lime isn't my favorite, no. but it's still pretty good. I like lemon lime, like a good old Sprite, but. Kind of reminds me of a Sprite, Mountain Dew type thing. Okay. But, up, it, Mountain Dew, but it does have that, that hint of alcohol, which you can't taste, yeah. which you should. It always hits your head first. That's where I, where I always <laughs> feel it. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, yeah, and there, there's no deceiving uh, thing, kind of like Mike's Hard uh, right. Lemonade right, <laughs> freezes, right, right. which we'll go to another day. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm ready for the review. I think All I'm right. ready for the review. Right. Oh, I guess I got to do the drum roll here. Um, let me go back to this other part of my soundboard. All right. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself there. Ready for the drum roll here. Hit Truly me. classic lime margarita style. Truly classic lime margarita style. Beautiful green can is an 8.2. Wow. 8.2. Wow. Truly hit this one out of the park. I'm not going to lie. I did try some of the other ones sure. in this pack. Probably quite a few. Be yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful pack. Much better than the poolside pack, so they're back in my good gracious. Wow. And I'm telling you right now, 8.2, great score. Truly classic lime margarita style. The, the crowd loved that. I mean, You were on point when you said it tastes like a Sprite with a hint of alcohol. That's exactly what it tastes like. Wow. Exactly. The Sultan of Seltzer has spoken. Go out and get yourself. I mean, truly should be sponsoring the show, let's be honest. Truly classic lime margarita style pack. Go get it for the summer. I mean, hey, July 4th is coming up. You want to be the hero of the party? Show up with one of those packs, yeah, and and you're gonna be you're gonna be the hero of the July Fourth party. That's for sure. Uh, oh yeah, because that's I gotta get my I'm I'll probably get myself a pack this weekend actually. I think it's in a I think it's in a like it's like a baby blue box. I think maybe. Okay. I'm, I, but it's margarita style, so yeah. it's that it's, it's that box. But it's, I'm telling you right now, I'll, I'll get one, the pack this weekend. I swear it tastes it tastes like a I mean it looks like a sprite. Let's be Love honest it. here. But it's it's. I also do like the wording. It's it's in white, and it, the colors just are flowing, man. And it's just like that's the biggest thing is the peel is a big thing. You don't want some nubs appeal right, thing. Right, right. But then, it, like you said, you hit it right on the. I, I couldn't even come up with something like that. And I'm the Sultan. They literally are taste, or this one tastes literally like a sprite yeah. with that hint of alcohol, which you know when you get that little hint of alcohol, but it still tastes good. You're like, man, I'm gonna have a good time. It's like tonight. a really well mixed vodka sprite, probably where it like right. has that. It has the alcohol in it, but you don't necessarily taste it as much, like little hints of it, but Sprite heavy. Yep. That's why I love vodka Sprites for sure. Uh, but you know, you know it's going to be good. Oh, and yeah. I mean, you know it's going to be having a good night because you're like, I could drink like a million of these things and it's 5.3% alcohol. So it's even more percent alcohol than a Budweiser. <sighs> and Budweiser tastes like butt. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It so does. let's be honest it here. <laughs> Uh, let's head up the final lap, a chance to give uh, to go over some bigger stories in sports. 90 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Fun weekend at College World Series. I watched a bunch of these games, and one of the biggest one, of course, was Notre Dame knocking off the top team in the country, Tennessee baseball, to advance to the College World Series. This was nuts. 
I, I, all I care about is tech, and I still don't care about them that much right. in a sense. So uh, you know more than me. I watched some <laughs> of tech this weekend, too. Uh, Aaron Judge hits his 23rd and 24th home run of the season. And I looked this up the other day. He is not that far behind Barry Bonds' pace at this stage of the season uh, when Barry went for 72 or whatever. Uh, kind of pretty impressive to see this many home runs right now without the steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not that it, it's pretty impressive, but I mean, it, it's just kind of crazy because I don't think anything is going to live up to the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire years. Like sure. that was just like every night was tune in baseball. I don't think anyone really cares about Aaron Judge possibly getting on the pace, <laughs> but still pretty impressive. Yeah, without the steroids, that's the big thing. Uh, Lightning and Avalanche for the Cup. This might be one of the best matchups we've seen. You got the Avalanche who have just been running rampant on the western side and then you got the lightning going for a three-peat a lot of great storylines for this year's cup it's nice to see colorado in there because everyone knows colorado's history and everyone also thinks that colorado is like one of the premier hockey teams like their name is the avalanche for goodness sake right. it's not like they're the the, the sunflowers like let's be honest here it's <laughs> like avalanche just screams hockey that's all i can say and then the celtics and warriors all tied up at two games apiece Yep. Obviously, a huge game five tonight as we record this. I mean, at this point, uh, it would be great if this thing went seven. Um, but I, I, I think who wins game five might win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great series so far. It, like we talked about before, the last couple of weeks or whatever, this series is kind of like a kind of like a weird type of matchup because both teams don't really have a, a true and premier big man. Uh, it's a lot of shooting. It's a lot of ISOs, different things like that. So it's going to be kind of crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not too invested in it, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, same. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see it be this close. It's tough. It's always tough for the sports where you just don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to playoff times. And it's right. like, you know, NBA is one of those sports where, yeah, you can still get some good entertainment value, even if it's not your team, because those games are pretty entertaining. Obviously, in the NFL, like, it doesn't matter if the commanders are playing or not. Like you're going to watch NFL playoffs because they're just one-off games, and so right. there were a lot there. Baseball, I could see why people wouldn't want to stick around and watch four hours of a teams that they don't care about. Um, I mean, I definitely skip all the West Coast games, of course, for for uh, for baseball and things like that. I'll usually tune into some of the American League, um, you know, series and that sort of stuff. But but yeah, I'm with you. I'm not super invested. Am I going to be celebrating if the Celtics win or celebrating if the Warriors win? No, like I. <laughs> It doesn't right. really matter to me. I love Draymond Green. It'd be great for me if he got another ring. If he doesn't, I'm not going to cry about it. <laughs> yeah, um, let's be honest here. <laughs> let us move now into the trivia, as we do every week. DC Sports Trivia, as well as a Detroit sports question in the mix, just to keep me involved from a trivia host standpoint, um, as I will give Mike a Detroit trivia sports question here. Uh, we'll start with mine here. Upon his retirement in 2013, what Lions kicker held the NFL record for the most games played for a single team with 327? Say it one, one more time. Sure. Upon his retirement in 2013, what Lions kicker held the NFL record for the most games played for a single team with 327 games? Longtime Lions kicker. <sighs> retired in 2013 almost 10 years ago see that's what's tripping I miss me him up. every day that's what's tripping me up because because i want to say matt prater but matt prater's not it right matt, matt prater not it. yeah he went on uh, play with the broncos i think 
Um, yeah, this guy's 51 now, and he spent 21 years with the Detroit Lions. Gosh. Got drafted in 1992. I was born. I was I was one. Uh, <laughs> wow. God, so I, I lived for 21 years of my life, but this guy is the only kicker <laughs> of the team. It's kind of crazy. Man, I want to say Martin Gramatica, but I don't think that's it either. Nope, nope, nope. Can you give me the initials? Sure. J.H. Well, that sucks. <laughs> uh, Two-time <laughs> Pro Bowl, second team All-Pro. That stuff's not going to help me. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Born in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> oh, that one's going to help me a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. He played at Washington State University. <laughs> why Why am I blanking on this guy's name? Well, keep, I feel like keep it, in mind you're being asked a Detroit sports question, and you're well, not Detroit yeah, sports but it's, I, I still know some. It's you, like, you'll know this name for sure. Like when I want to say it's John something. It's not John something. It's Jason Hansen. Ah, uh, see, I, I I figured the last name was is very familiar. That was on the tip of yeah, my tongue. Hansen, because yeah, yeah, because I'm sure you see it, I, saw it on jerseys and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it that he was literally. On this team for 21 years. Uh, Did you guys have Gramatica at one point? I think so. Yeah, I think that's where like, he like got briefly because because he was because yeah. he was I think he went to like the Bucks. And then you're right, like, Prater was on this team too for a couple couple years. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought Prater was on the team for like like five or six seasons. I thought he bounced around a, a, a bit because I know he was on the Buck or the Broncos. Anyway, I, I just know that he was, he was on, on the Lions. Or, oh no, you're right. He was on the Lions for a decent amount. Yeah, about yeah. five five seasons or so. Yeah, I um, thought I thought it was. And I was like, he he wasn't yeah. retired. In yeah, the last 2020 he left the Lions. So right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Jason Hansen. Yeah, I mean, for my entire childhood, it was like, <laughs> I thought every team only had one kicker for like 20 years. Like I thought <laughs> no, that's what? just what it is. Like this is your kicker now, uh, because kickers can play forever. I mean, yeah. as long as you don't get knocked up and get hit, you know. You can you can kick in the NFL for twenty years as long as now obviously like once you start missing a couple then it's like all right you're done like they're gonna throw you right. out so as long as you're somewhat consistent you can last a long time I mean well, look at Vinat- look Vinatieri. at Vinatieri. <laughs> yeah exactly Vinatieri. <laughs> Janikowski yeah Janikowski yeah a lot of those guys uh, I mean it's not a bad life man if I if I ever have a boy I'm gonna be like all right man we're taking you to the backyard we're starting to practice right now you're kicking yeah. you're kicking field goals because well that's the thing yeah. so I think you should be a punter instead. Because if you yeah, can, sure. think about it this way, if you're a guy like a Roberto Aguayo, okay, if you're right. that guy and have so much pressure on you to beat, you're the number one ever NCAA kicker, and you get basically drafted in like the third round or something like that, and then all of a sudden you that's get true. cut. Yeah, it's true. like it's like there's so much pressure when it comes to that punting. People shank punts and they forget about it 30 seconds yeah, later. Yeah, they're like, yeah. man, that's that punt sucked. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, first you know first down on defense. Like it's like they don't think about it. Like kicking, you know, you look at. Uh, whatever that guy's name is, I'm I'm, forget, I'm blanking for the Bears who literally sat there and missed a field goal for them to win a playoff game. Santos, like, yeah, it might have been, it might have been Santos yeah. who, who literally missed a a 35 yard field goal that was literally at home too, and they lost a playoff game or something like that because of it, like an easy chip in. That's the thing. There's so much criticism when it comes or to Cody Parkey, 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 Parkey. That's that's right. Santos is their kicker now. No, Parkey, Cody Parkey. Yeah. yeah. The double doink. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yes. And everyone, everyone sits there and ridicules you because, oh man, a, a chip shot. I could, yeah. I could do that. You know, it's like, like everyone says it's a chip it's shot. True. But then when, it's true. When you get there, but then the punter, it's like I said, you shank one. It's like, whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it sucks. But you know, you could be a Mark, uh, uh, was it his name? Marquise King. I think that's his name. 
maybe it's I'm thinking of a different maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. I'm trying to think of there's a guy in uh, well, the guy in Pittsburgh's not King. King was in, in the Raiders. They like they, they goes out there and like trust way. He goes out there and trust kicks way, yeah. 50 yards every time and has a job every single year and just just does his duties. He just has to <laughs> hold he holds for uh for the main for Sly and then he yeah, he kicks uh his punt. So yeah, it's not a bad way. It's not a bad way to live. It's not I mean I mean, yeah, he's third. Trust Way's thirty-two. Yeah. He's been in the league a long time. I mean, yeah, you don't make a ton of money, but you make more than you would working in an office. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> make more money than me. Yeah, right. Uh, right so. And uh, by the way, I saw a TikTok the other day of this like this is like his PE teacher, and he's yeah. like, he was like, oh, this is what PE teachers do or something like that. And like this guy's like, can I have the ball, Mister? Blah, blah blah. And he was like, yeah, here you go. And he tosses up in the air. He has another ball in his hand. Just oh, pegs him it, in the yeah. start. I've seen that guy. Does he have like glasses? And he's yeah, Oh, that's that. It makes me feel like I'm good at sports. Right. Um, all right, here we go. So this car, this card is literally all Redskins questions. Great. Um, great. So here we go. Um, this is probably the easiest one that I think that you could probably yeah, get. Yeah. After signing a monster free agent contract with the Redskins in 2009, the year I graduated high school, right? Albert Hainsworth lasted only two seasons in Washington yep. before being traded to what AFC team? I was thinking that would be what this question was. I was thinking it was going to be like, who did he get traded to? Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a second. You knew this question? No, no, no. I just mean like it had to be that. Um, do you know the team that he was with before? Before wasn't he with the? I'm thinking like it was like a red jersey. No, no. They had some red in it, but very, very minimal. Sure. I don't know who he was with. He was before. with the Titans. He was with the Titans. Okay. So I'll tell you the teams that are kind of calling to me for this Hainsworth thing is call it. The Dolphins were kind of calling to me. Um, I feel like he, I feel like he, but maybe I'm getting confused because maybe I'm thinking of like when Sue went down south to go play for the Bucks. But yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, you have a question, remember? I know, but like that's not gonna. Well, what team is it? I'm just gonna go with. I'll just go with my gut. My gut's the Dolphins. Dolphins was my guess. Same division, but incorrect. New England Patriots. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, you think of a guy <laughs> of course, with of a bad reputation. Where's he going to go? New England. Go yep. get in that Belichick system. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is your DC trivia question. Uh, and again, you can play along at home. And uh, check out the just, TikToks. The, the show is. I mean, the the questions are. I mean, yeah, Mike and I are asking each other, but it's really for you, the audience, to. You know, have fun doing the trivia, too. Uh, let's get into the money line, sponsored by DraftKings, our picks, as we, again, continue to struggle here in round three of our picks. Uh, 12, 12 and 18 for Mike, 11 and 19 for me. Uh, it's been rough. It's been rough. But we're. I feel better that you also are doing un- underneath your usual. Right. Um, so it's not just me sucking. It's like, all right, we're, we both stink. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping to turn it around. I've been better lately. Like the last like three weeks or so, I've been. I've been getting, worse lately. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, the last three weeks, I've been getting like one or or both correct. You've been getting like one or none correct. <laughs> um, yep. I don't. I feel like you haven't had a sweep in a while. So this nope. week, 
Uh, my lock, I'm going to go Colorado. I'm going to go the Avalanche. Minus one and a half. I mean, I know, uh, obviously, Lightning are great. They're going for the three-peat. But I just think the Avalanche, I mean, anytime you can get a sweep in the like the, in the conference finals, you're like, all right, these guys are pretty damn good. Right. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Avalanche here. And then my dog tonight, I'm just going to go Celtics plus three and a half. I think this series has kind of been kind of wild, kind of back and forth. Uh, you just don't really know what's going to happen. And I know the Celtics are the dogs heading into the game, but – uh, I'll just go Celtics plus three and a half. Why not? Not bad at all. Obviously, I'm going to try to swerve a little bit and go with the U.S. Open here. JT, Justin Thomas has been on fire, I would say, as of late. Um, had a really good finish, obviously, the tournament before here. Right. Uh, and obviously, he also won the PGA. So he's pretty much finding his iron stroke, which is nice right now. So I'm going to go JT, Justin Thomas, to finish in the top five. Don't know the exact odds for that. I know he's about, I think, 14 to one to win. So my lock would just be JT top five. You can get plus money for that, I'm sure. My dogs, I'm going to go Jason Tatum over 30 points. Hasn't scored 30 points yet, but he's gotten close a couple of times, scored 26 and also 28. Uh, But I believe that if somehow the uh, Warriors come out with a game uh, five win, then all of a sudden in game five, uh, or excuse me, game six, which this is for game six, by the way, right, right. Um, that uh, I think Jason Tatum's have to going to have to go off uh, and try to do something spectacular. Because Jalen Brown, for me, he shoots a lot, uh, but I think Jason Tatum is the best player on that team. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and I, sure. I, I, I think he's going to have to go off, and I think that 30 points, he's going to have to elevate his game uh, to score and not have to lean on Al Horford and all these type of guys to go out there and try to win on the game. He has to go out there, put the team on his back, and score over 30 in game six because I think that the Warriors will win game five. I think game six, he has to go out there and put over 30 and get plus money for that. Got to get some live golf uh, bets in here at some point. Yeah, yeah. Got to see what those odds are. I, I did. They had, they, had, they had good viewership, apparently. I did tune into a little bit because I wanted to ch- check out what the broadcast itself looked like, and I did like. So I'm sure you saw or heard about like they have the scoreboard on the left side of the screen, just and it updates like automatically, and so like you'll see shuffling and guys moving up and down the scoreboard. It's the like a NASCAR scoreboard. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like that was kind of cool. Um, the camera, I mean, cameras all looked fine. I didn't tune in that much. Like, it was like 10 minutes or whatever, but I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, this is more than I did. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, this looks pretty good. Um, so that's all I know. I didn't watch much well, of it at all. Well, did you hear, obviously, the the grumblings over the last week? Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, sure. they're, they're going to go over there. So it's like, before you know it, I bet Ricky's going to go over there. Uh, and then you know, I thought he have- might already have been. I yeah, thought, well, I, well, you thought that everyone's been saying that, and the funny thing is, is that you're looking at it because these these bigger names, yeah, Bryson, not a, not a great character guy, supposedly Patrick Reed, same thing. So you're looking at some of these guys that maybe just want a fresh start, uh, and also are bigger names, major winners, stuff like that. So you know, Charles Schwartzel, he did a really great job in that first tournament, um, but you're looking at it and just saying. Some of these players that are going to go out there and change the tours and, and switch over and stuff like that, there's been a lot of fight in between a lot of people on social media and stuff like that saying, yeah. you know, oh, they're, they're selling out, they're selling out. Well, sorry, if you had a chance to get $50 million compared to $4 million or something like that, I, I would think about selling out too. People need to think about this. The Live Tour is basically like moving from – this school system to that school system. They have a totally different way that this school system runs. Same thing. I'm using that example because of myself. 
Uh, but then this school system might pay a lot more or this school system might pay a lot less or whatever it may be. And it's just, it's just switching jobs to jobs. It's the exact, exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, think about changing from, say, going to the, I don't know, the Nats to, you know, the Dodgers. Like saying something like that, for instance. The Dodgers have a different motto. They have different owners. The Nats have different owners. So it's just a whole different experience. And this team might be paying you more than this team. But because of the whole entire premise of all the politics and all that kind of stuff going along, going along with that or world whatever problems, that's what everyone has a, has a fuss about. And that's the problem is that people aren't looking at it as a business. They're looking at it as a, hey, this is this is not what aligns with my views. That's the problem that I see is if you want to go get your money, go get your money. I'm not going to sit there and fight you. If you're one of the best golfers in the world and you feel like doing this, go do it. I guess that, that that's your own prerogative. Sure. I don't care about your opinions. I don't care about your views, all that kind of stuff. It's a business, and that's what they're doing because the PGA Tour hasn't had any competition in years and years and years. Yeah. So that's how that's how I look at it. And it'll be interesting to see like if this tour sticks around, like if five years from now, if we're still going to be seeing people on the Live Golf Tour. I don't know. We'll have yeah. to. We'll just have get to get your money while see. you can. Apparently, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that about does it for episode one sixteen of the show. Again, we will be back next week uh, with a draft uh, episode for sure Ooh. as we continue the off season. Uh, also, be sure to check out the other podcasts that we are producing: Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. Uh, I believe episode five uh, drops here this week. Uh, of this season, of the second season, a bunch of episodes uh, to go back and listen to. It's a great show, um, and we produce that. Uh, so definitely go check that out. And then uh, follow us again on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Sarone16, and follow the TikTok DC Crossover podcast. The TikTok, it's where it's at. Polls, uh, dance it's videos at. with Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, a yeah. bunch, of, bunch of great stuff on there, so definitely Taking check Taking my out. shirt off. Yeah, he, he does. So if you want to check out the TikTok... <laughs> That's, that's what you get to see. Um, besides that, people, we appreciate you tuning into this episode. We'll be back next week. This is going to be an episode of The DC Crossover.